0: Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment of my College Football Breakdown series, continuing to break down all 133 teams in FBS college football. And in this in this installment, I will continue with the Kansas State Wildcats, who last year went 10 and four, seven and two in the Big 12, and broke through and won the Big 12 uh, championship game. And went on to the, the Sugar Bowl uh, where they played Alabama. So a fantastic season for Kansas State. One that I know their fans will, will remember for quite some time. And uh, the the success should continue in Manhattan, Kansas. As uh, the Wildcats return a ton of talent. Um, they have some stuff to replace defensively. And then obviously the loss of star running back Deuce Vaughn will, will be will make a huge impact. I mean, it's going to be impossible for one person to replace him, but there's still plenty of talent on this team. And we'll, we'll get into that when we do the position by position breakdown, but let's go ahead and dive in, uh, starting with, uh, they play a bill Snyder family stadium, which seats about 50,000 fans, uh, beautiful venue. One that I personally am hoping to attend in week two this year when they play Troy, uh, We'll see how we'll see how things line up with my schedule, but I'm really hoping to get to a game in Manhattan very very soon. Very very passionate fan base that's done an amazing job uh, with the success that they've had. They've had a lot to cheer for. They've had some amazing coaches, obviously, uh, during their during their time. Number one being the man that the stadium is named after, and Bill Snyder. Uh, uh, diving into now a coach coach on the rise within the program i'm going with um offensive coordinator uh, Co- colin klein also serves as the quarterbacks coach and 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 i felt a little old when i did a dive into um into his coaching experience as he's now in his tenth year coaching i remember him as a player and it just kind of blew my mind to think wow he's been He's been uh, gone from playing for that long. He played for Kansas State. He was a quarterback from 2009 to 2012. Then uh, went into coaching pretty quickly. Uh, 2014, he's been at, he dove in as an assistant director of recruiting, defensive quality control uh, coach at his alma mater. Then 2015 was an offensive GA. 2016 went to uh, Northern Iowa and served as the quarterbacks coach. And then he's been at Kansas State ever since, serving as the quarterbacks coach in 2017. Uh, co-offensive coordinator and quarterback coach in 2018 19 through 21 went back to being the quarterback's coach and then last year took over as the oc and quarterback's coach an extremely bright mind who does who does a tremendous job with the players that they get here he he's done an amazing job uh molding the quarterbacks that they've had over his uh tenure to really really fit what this system does and uh a perfect example is their current quarterback, Will Howard. What they've, what he's been able to do with with him as the quarterback and his development has been pretty darn amazing. And I think it's only a matter of time before Colin Klein gets an opportunity to be a head coach. Uh, looking at their 2023 schedule, they open up uh, uh, against Southeast Missouri State (SEMO) coming in from the FCS level. Then they play a very, very good Troy team who um, could possibly be the favorite to win the Sun Belt. Uh, So they definitely don't want to look past that game. Then they go to Missouri and play their uh, former Big 12 foe in a a rivalry of sorts between the two, Um, the return game from last season. Then they kick off Big 12 play. They got UCF. They play at Oklahoma State on a Friday night Then at Texas Tech. TCU, Houston, at Texas, Baylor, at Kansas, and Iowa State. So a pretty tough schedule looking at it from a Kansas State perspective. I mean, like I said, Troy could win the Sun Belt. Uh, Very, very tough game there. Going to Missouri is not going to be easy as an SEC opponent. And then looking at their conference road games, at Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech, at Texas, and at Kansas, all extremely difficult road games. So five very tough road games for Kansas State this year. Uh, looking at their position by position breakdown now, uh, starting offensively, quarterback Will Howard struggled in his first two years in Manhattan, and that's why they brought in Adrian Martinez. Uh, but near but in nearly eight games last season, after Martinez was injured, things looked pretty bleak. But in those eight games last year, he looked like an All American, honestly. I mean, he was a fantastic leader. To Great control of the offense, took control, didn't turn the ball over, did everything that you could ever ask for and more. He's the unquestioned leader of this football team and is never afraid to do the dirty work. I'm not saying that he is a, a dual threat quarterback by any means, but when it's needed, he will get it done on the football field. And then replacing star running back Deuce Vaughn will be next to impossible for one person. However, Kansas State has a nice group that will be led by D.J. Giddens, who had 518 yards and six touchdowns last year as a freshman, and Florida State transfer Treshawn Ward, who had 628 yards on 95 carries last year and seven touchdowns. Ward was an honorable mention All-ACC pick last season, so a very, very good addition there to the running back room, and Giddens and Ward should make a really, really good combination at the running back position And with Will Howard at quarterback, both of them should be utilized heavily in the passing game as well. Uh, The receiving core is a bit inexperienced uh, behind wide receiver Philip Brooks and tight end Ben Sennett. Both of them have valuable experience. And then Iowa transfer wide receiver Keegan Johnson is a big addition, looking to kind of reinvigorate himself in a new system. I expect big things from him. Then, like I said before, expect the running backs to continue to play a big role as pass catchers in this offense. I think that will that will always be the case for a Kansas State football team. Uh, K-State may sport the best offensive line in college football. All five starters return, and those are center Hayden Gilliam, left guard Cooper Beebe, who started a million games, it seems, left tackle KT Leveston, right guard Hadley Ponzer, and then right tackle Christian Duffy are all back. To prove that last season wasn't a fluke, that's one of the things that those guys kind of talked about in the spring, especially Cooper Beebe could have went to the NFL. Some of the other guys could have too. But they wanted to come back and really prove that last year wasn't a fluke and that, that this team and this program can do it again. And they absolutely can when it comes to winning the Big 12 again. Uh, shifting to the defense, the defensive line loses Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Felix Anaduke Uzuma. Uh He was a first round pick for, by the Kansas City Chiefs, but this unit will still be stout. Uh, defensive ends Brendan Mott, Nate Matlock, Matlack, and uh, Khalid Duke are all talented options. And then nose guard Uso Simalo is hard to move. He is a big man, and then they added Mississippi State transfer Javon Banks. He can play throughout the line. He could play in that nose tackle position when needed. You can put him at defensive end as well. He's a really good piece for them to add there. Uh, the linebacking core is deep. is a deep unit led by Daniel Green and Austin Moore. Moore led the team in tackles with 87 last season, while Green had two has 219 career tackles. There's a deep rotation around them, so a pretty pretty deep and talented group at the linebacker position. And then the secondary returns only one starter, that being uh, safety Kobe Savage, who had three interceptions last year. Uh, The Wildcats could use a committee approach at cornerback, as there are a number of guys who should step in. And then there's excitement around North Dakota State transfer Marquis Single. Uh, He's expected... Expect him to uh, man one of the safety spots. He, he played corner at North Dakota State, but I, I can really see him doing some big things um, for the Wildcats at the safety position. And, and Kansas State has a history of producing some really talented DBs. So, uh, yes, there might be some inexperience at the cornerback position, but I don't question the fact that that this uh, program will will get the right guys out there and make plays. And then on special teams, uh, Kansas State loses do-it-all kicker punter Ty Zentner, uh, kicker, or kicker Chris Tennant uh, should regain his starting role from the past, and then uh, punter uh, Jack Bloomer has experience as well. So it's not as bleak as as you as it may seem when you lose your do-it-all guy and the special team side. Uh, final analysis now. This is my opinion on the Wildcats. It might be difficult for Kansas State to repeat as Big 12 champs after everything they lost to the NFL draft. Uh, However, there is plenty back, and, and I'm a big fan of this team and this coaching staff. The Wildcats may not be the best team on paper in the Big 12, but they definitely are mentally tougher than everyone else, and I'm referring to the two programs that everybody, all the national people seem to be putting at one and two obviously on paper, Texas is the best team in the conference. I don't think anybody questions that. I think that's, it's very apparent with the roster that they've assembled that on paper, that is the best team in the big 12. The same could be said for the likes of Oklahoma on paper. That team looks really, really talented, but the thing that Texas and Oklahoma have lacked, especially last season and Texas a little more in the past is that mental toughness, that Kansas State has in leaps and bounds. They're, they will not be out will and they will not be out-fought and out-schemed by at all. They are always sound and do the right things and they just make the right plays. And mentally, they're not going to be beaten. And that says a lot because the talent disparity between the likes of Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas State isn't as wide as it used to be. Whereas in the past, that talent gap was a little harder to make up. Now the talent gap is very, very close. Even to the point where I would say Kansas State is better than those programs in certain areas, uh, where that mental toughness now means a lot when it comes to when those teams are playing each other. And, And we've seen it in the past handful of years play out on the field where Kansas State has not only held their own against the upper echelon teams in the Big 12, but they've also won those games. And I think that that will continue this season um, just because of what they have back in in the key areas that they have it back, especially the likes of the offensive line. You're not going to find a better offensive line, certainly in the Big 12, but I would even say in the country, the only on par that I, I've seen thus far would be Penn State. Uh, but nonetheless, just, just an amazing group there. Um, moving forward, I, I really, really think, yes, it's going to be difficult for, for them to repeat and their schedule is tough. But this this is a team that can do it with the pieces that they have back. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this breakdown. Uh, one of the favorite things I do every year. I love, love doing this. Uh, please like, subscribe if you ever listen to the podcast and give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.